0: Good morning, everyone. May you be happy. You can sense the comfort of the way that you're seated, just notice the body. See if you can invite a little relaxation or ease. Sense the support from the cushion, the chair, and the ground. Can let go and receive that support. Sense the support of the teachings and this place. And the power and the goodness of your intention in being here. The fuel for This beautiful effort that you're making together with the rest of us. All of us together. Supporting each other. To develop a kind mind and kind heart. So we begin with the phrases for ourselves, then the benefactor, and today we'll add the dear friend. <coughs> can begin by offering the phrases to yourself as a gift or as if you're planting a seed. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. Or whatever other phrases are suitable for yourself. as your practice naturally will open and deepen you may find that you're ready to focus in on the phrases more a little bit like there's an ability to gather the attention into each phrase really listen to the meaning of these simple yet so beautiful words. So the phrases can really carry your meditation practice. As you open to the phrases, you're both the one who has the energy to offer them and the one who receives the intention really savor them like a song. You'll notice how you may kind of find them a little flat or Different kinds of things will happen in relationship to the phrases, which you might take note of how to soften the mind and become more receptive to them. Or you might want to make them a little bit sort of louder or softer in the mind. So you'll see that actually working with the phrases can be a way of balancing the practice for yourself. So we'll work with loving kindness for ourselves for a little bit, and then I'll bring the benefactor in a couple minutes. So no need to worry about how the practice is working. It will work. Just for now it's a very intimate, close-in offering of loving-kindness to yourself. As Sharon has said, everything that's not the elephant can fall away. If the attention wanders or gets into other kinds of thoughts, see how gently and tenderly you can lead it back. Pick up the phrases again. Or if, as our heart softens, states of mind or emotions come up that feel difficult, is it possible to let the phrase land right on that feeling or sensation, loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer harm. May my mind and heart be happy. Anytime you may feel ready to recall the benefactor, you may already have done that, which is great. You may have started with that. Let a benefactor come to mind a being, a mentor, a pet even some phenomenon in nature that makes you smile. Someone that brings goodness to your life. And receive how you feel with the presence of the benefactor in mind. See if the mind and body relax a little or open up to the blessing of the presence of this good person or good being. And you can let the phrases include them or direct the phrases to them. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy and strong. May you live with ease. Let the communication be heart to heart through the phrases. And feeling the intention to offer kindness to this other being. (coughs) Letting the phrases support and carry that intention naturally there. There's no need to judge how your practice is going. Trust that the process will unfold as you continue. If at any time it feels easier more supportive to go back to offering the phrases for yourself, just do that. It's really the flow of loving-kindness that's important. Remembering that pra- practice makes better. There's no perfect... Now the next step in sort of making the loving-kindness practice expansive and more complete is to bring the dear friend. So let yourself or your mind just move around until you find a being who's felt supportive for you who you've felt cares about you and whom you care about in return. Often it's considered someone um, closer than the benefactor, someone for whom you have mostly positive feelings. (laughs) It's suggested not to choose someone that you're sexually attracted to or lusting after because... It'll kind of might make your mind a little more feverish than the loving-kindness practice is really intended to do. So. And it could be that you see that being's eyes looking into their eyes or looking into their heart in some way, seeing the wonderful qualities that they have, sensing their presence. However that arises for you, the sense of this dear friend can offer the phrases to them. May you be safe and free from harm, inwardly and outwardly, May you be happy. May you be healthy and strong. May you live with ease. being very gentle with your process as it sort of rearranges and morphs through the practice. establishing the relationship with the friend, offering the phrases, feeling the connection through the heart and the phrases. If you're well-wishing for that, your person. It's always important to notice how the phrases or the instructions land so that as the mind and heart open you're able to tune the practice either opening to the phrase and the category that you're working with or if something comes up in your own being to really be open to that. You may support your own being with the phrases, coming back to loving kindness for yourself. Or you might feel like you miss the benefactor a little so you keep them a little on the side. Keep including. Just work with it and play with it. There's really no need to go beyond where the instructions are right now, like to grapple with big situations. See if you can let them be for now and work strengthening the mind with loving kindness for oneself for the benefactor and for someone who's dear and supportive and whom you trust. You have mostly positive feelings for already so that the loving-kindness feels quite natural. Just keep gathering the attention onto each phrase, offering it like a gift or a present. In the last couple minutes of the sitting, please do whichever form of loving-kindness meditation feels the most supportive for you, what feels most comfortable and easy. So before we um, have the time for questions, I'd like to say a couple of things about the practice for today. As Oren said yesterday, um, continuity will be great for you guys. Um, see if you can keep the phrases going kind of all the time. Um, have them running through your mind And it may be that in the in-between times, like getting tea or something like that, your phrases just land on whoever's in front of you there. Your loving, kind mind um, rejoices in watching someone else ladle quinoa onto their bowl. (laughs) Or you might feel comfortable keeping them kind of um, on for yourself just to kind of stay aware in your own body-mind, like just see how it works for you best. Um, There's no time that a phrase isn't helpful. Um, This practice really does run on that. Um, You can sense the presence of your dear friends and benefactors. That can be a wonderful thing to do. And to do keep it simple as we start to open up the practice. There can be a tendency to want to just bring in... You start to feel a little stronger and you want to bring in some of the um, beings with whom very big issues have arisen and sort of work it out. Um, There is a suggestion to not do that and try to let those things go and work from strength and from what feels natural for you. So it may be that really like knowing yourself, that your deepest need is to offer loving kindness to yourself. If bringing the sense of the dear one starts to feel unbalanced, you will know uh, what you need. And again, as I was saying last night, as our heart softens and releases, um, sometimes these other apparently contradictory energies come up. And it's always to process it through the kindness, through acceptance and understanding that these are part of the practice and fuel for making our heart stronger as we open to each thing that arises. It can be helpful when that, when you feel a little embroiled um, to bring the loving kindness right into that state, like may I be peaceful with what I'm feeling right now, like that into that. Or if, say, with a dear friend you sort of start to worry about them somehow, to wish them to be safe right with what you're concerned with. Listening to the phrases and deepening into them is really the best thing to do. They're such a support and they carry so much meaning in their very simple frame. So you'll notice that your mind may be able to really unify with the sound of the phrases or the intention in the phrases or the meaning of the words and that the words themselves will carry your intention. So that's probably the biggest instruction because the energy and the effort of saying the phrase each time helps with sloth. You know, the sustaining of the connection with the phrase, really connecting... With what it means helps with doubt. The goodwill that's in the phrase helps with anger. The sense of ease or smoothness as the phrases roll through helps with restlessness. And directing your attention into the phrases helps keep um, the force of fixation or desire kind of. Um, you don't need to remember all of that, just to say that the package of the phrases contains a real protection for your mind. So with that I'll open to questions. Anyone has anything you'd like to say or ask? Yes? She's saying that she's had difficulties with the notion of unconditional love and that it's been wonderful to find love for oneself through the receiving the support of the benefactor and friend, you're saying, that that's a helpful thing. And are there other phrases or notions about love that could be of support. For myself, the sense of unconditional love, it's a little big, you know, like many relationships, the love works both ways, you know, and if you don't see the love coming in, then it may be that the relationship doesn't need to be sustained in the outer world, you know. So a lot of our normal relationships are Conditional, really. That's just an honest assessment, and that's how we choose our friends, really, the people who support us. So that's okay, and that's normal. The way that I can relate to unconditional love is that loving-kindness allows myself to be the source of loving-kindness, so that it doesn't really matter as much, or I'm not waiting for someone else to do something, so that I can find the kindness that's already here. Because doing this lots of mental work to generate it eventually begins to bring a sense of trust that I am loving, even if I'm not loved every second of the day. Like, even if the person who I really care about has a moment of distraction, (laughs) that it's okay. So that's what the unconditionalness of this practice means for me. Does that make sense? Does that go to your question, more or less? Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Um, I had
1: trouble with the unconditional love phrase as well. And what occurred to me to say was um, two two different options. One was, um, may I love myself without reserve. Mm -hmm. And the other was, um, May I Love Myself with Abandon.
0: Great, okay. She had trouble with unconditional love also, with the phrase. And she said, May I Love Myself without Reserve, or May I Love Myself with Abandon. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And it's not necessary to use any phrase that doesn't work. You know, in finding your own phrase is good. Yes, in the back. I find that each
1: time I think of somebody else, I'm reminded of my own sense of deprivation that nobody has quite ever given me. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's like a teaching. It's a teaching. (laughs) She says that when she um, brings another being to mind, often the sense of deprivation will come up, her own deprivation, that no one has ever quite given her what she she wants. But that's okay, she says, because she's beginning to... see or feel or understand that loving-kindness is bigger than any person or any relationship that um, no relationship can be satisfying on those terms but loving-kindness is sort of a bigger frame than that so sounds great thank you she said she doesn't know if that's a comment or what. it's an experience yes Mm-hmm. even for myself to think of a time where I was happy or had mm-hmm. love or something and then it kind of takes me down this maybe story path and maybe it feels like I need to feel that feeling when I say it but I, it does become a distraction in a way. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts of whether just saying it and not actually feeling it necessarily is a bad thing or I have to actually find something to feel it. Mm. She's saying that um, the phrases are don't feel very strong for her unless she, she kind of connects them to a memory or a, when she's offering them for herself. She likes to connect to some time in the past when she felt relatively happy, right? Um, and I think that's good in the beginning and what I'm hearing. Is that your mind is sorting out more or less how to place the practice, if you know what I'm saying? And that can be part of the process, but it can also be kind of go on too long, so it's up, kind of up to you about you know settling in to find the location of the person. and of course it's based on a memory like our dear ones are not here with us, so we obviously are bringing them out of our memory in some way. you know and in order to connect with A sense of yourself as a recipient of loving-kindness, it might be important for you to remember that you've been open at some time, you know, so that it feels receptive. At the same time, you asked about whether you need to feel the phrases as you're saying them. No, you don't necessarily. As you listen to the phrases more carefully, you'll hear that the whole meaning is contained in the phrase, kind of, so sensing your intention in offering the phrase, the kind of energy that it takes, kind of respecting that and hearing the sound of the voice that's saying the words in your mind. I don't know if that would work for you. Um, it's almost like enough already w- with, with that as your mind kind of softens into that. It will really help, I think. No, we don't. Does anyone here notice that you don't have the feeling all the time as the... <laughs> yes. Is there anyone who hasn't noticed that? <laughs> you know, it can sometimes can feel a little bit dry in the practice. And that's when um, seeing what your relationship with the phrases could be. Like it may be that you need to bring the presence of your person a little closer or listen to the phrase a little more or feel your own body and intention. So each of those components is kind of, it's a three-part thing, like the offering... The sense of yourself giving it, bestowing, and the person, so, and the phrase that's connecting the three. So, you can sort of see about softening into that, those elements as you practice. Yes.
1: i be free from internal and external harm, I'd have a calm, clear mind and a peaceful, loving heart, maybe physically strong and may I know love, joy, wonder, and this life just as it is. That's I mean, I never knew that that was sort of a loving kindness practice, but if you really break it down, all of those elements are in the more simple phrases. So one of the things I'm struggling with is finding um I just think that's way too wordy for sitting. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find the phrases that resonate with me and I go back and forth between more wordy phrases and then very simple, may I be safe. Mm-hmm. So even um, the first three that Sharon offered, may I, be free from, um, may I be free from imminent danger, may I be free from mental suffering, may I be free from physical suffering, I sort of put those together in my mind and to me they mean the same thing as may I just say, it. but mm. it's just a more detailed explanation kind of. Yeah. And so I struggle between wanting to go deeper and then I go deeper and I get tired and I mm. get the
0: that's part of my right. nature is the agitation Okay, hang on a second. I have since I have to repeat the question for the recording. <laughs> 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 She's talking about um, what clarifying the framing of the practice or um, as getting used to how to do it, saying that her yoga teacher often offers uh, four phrases, which were f- fairly long, so I won't repeat those. they very beautiful, but many words. They actually were uh, formatted similarly to this four-phrase loving-kindness practice. So that the first one is about safety, the second one is about your heart and mind, the third one is sort of your body, and the fourth one has to do with your life, sort of. So safe, happy, healthy, and then living with ease. So she was sharing that sometimes the phrases in her practice get longer and shorter, and they seem to condense into each other, they all seem to mean the same, or like that. And that can be... Part of it, I would suggest that maybe you settle on... A, it sounded as if you're tending toward an interest in a simpler... Yes, I see. It's a little bit simpler. And I think that's good. The simple words... Um, what is it, Bertolt Brecht said, or writers say, you know, the very simplest words um, might be enough. Because they, as they're smaller, they kind of have space around them, it seems to me. You know, this safety can mean the inner and outer. And if at some time you need to just remember a little bit, then you can adapt as it goes along. But it really is getting used to it and making the practice your own. And maybe uh, letting go of notice, when you start to notice that your mind is going into a lot of elaboration about it, it's kind of a subtle way that your mind like slips in its desire to get sort of more like filled with stuff goes right into the practice and then the practice gets full of stuff and at that time if you can let go notice the delight and the ease that come with letting go of something that you can let go of it's just it's quite great to just say like okay and go forward does that make sense and that what you, cause that's what i feel myself do. Is that yeah yeah i'm settling in yeah. Phases, creating my own out of all these different that's right yeah settling into the phrases and creating her own out of the various options that are offered, yes. That's what I mean by framing. Yeah. Thank you. Let's see.
1: Um, I've been noticing that sometimes a hindrance of doubt is creeping in. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the source of loving kindness? And what if the waterfall drives up? And, you know, where, where do I access that place of replenishment so that I can offer it and... I mean, this, right. it's been, um, it's not huge, but I, it, it
0: creeps in every once in a yeah. while. Doubt creeps in and says, what if the waterfall dries up? What is the source of loving kindness? And I forget what the doubt's third question was, but I won't, know. that's too was good to get a sense that saying it's not strong, but it's, you know, as what I would do is I would say this doubting voice is, you know, a voice that's hoping for safety in a certain way, or that's hoping for loving-kindness not to dry up. You can kind of enlist it into your practice and say, oh, you know, doubt has a good intention of wanting to make you know, feel assured, feel reassured in the practice. It may not be that those questions can be answered. What is the source of loving-kindness? I think it's the awesome mystery of life in the human heart as the answer, and it doesn't have an answer on the same level as the question. You know, I want to know, why is the sky blue? Well, actually, there is a scientific (laughs) reason why the sky is blue, but that's not the level of the answer. So I would comfort the doubting voice in my mind, sort of, and then just persist with the phrases. I would say offer offer loving-kindness to that which doubts, if that helps. Yeah.
1: Um, my question is about choosing the friend. Mm. And um, so I was thinking if I have an idea you know, mm-hmm. there are a number of people that I might want to choose, mm-hmm. you know, including siblings or co-workers or SOMA members. Or, you know what I mean? There's so mm-hmm.
0: many,
1: I don't feel, I mean, I, it's, it's an embarrassment a little bit because I don't, I don't feel like, or there isn't anyone. And so I'm wondering, like, and sometimes some of
0: those people really just me off. <laughs> So you might be a difficult person, too. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> One self can be all of the four. Or the, you know. She's saying that um, she has an embarrassment of riches in the dear friend category. The siblings and coworkers and... Um, she's not sure how to choose or which one to choose. And also that sometimes these people really piss her off. Um, has anyone else noticed this? <laughs> That's why the dear friend is sort of, a, you know, as we move through the sort of categories of metta of practice, we choose people with whom there can be more wavering of the mind between the seeing of their goodness and the offering of the kindness to like seeing of their not so good side or their irritating side. Um, is there one? Did you choose one? Were you able to choose one in the sitting or did they sort of weave in and out? I, it, it was weaving in and out. Mm-hmm. And also, one of my dear ones is here in the That's okay. You know who you are. <laughs> well, one thing I like is thinking about all the dear ones that are in everybody's mind here. It's really sweet to think of that. Like there's quite a crowd of benefactors and others, like wonderful people and connections hovering in this space. There is the riches of that. And I think just choose whoever feels the easiest. Like it'll, over time it will settle. Like it's helpful for the mind to choose one and <coughs> work on that one. And by choosing one you're not excluding the other relationships in any way. You're really developing the heart so that you can choose and bestow in a way your loving kindness on whoever's right in front of you. Like just this being would, w- will really help when you're in the presence of that dear, any dear one the next time. It doesn't mean that it's illegal to switch around or, you know. <laughs> but don't feel like you're depriving someone. Is it better to settle know? on the same person for the week while we're here? Maybe. Is it better to settle on the same person for the week while we're here? Yeah, it depends how your mind works. Like, It might help sometimes to do a couple or something, but just let yourself decide. Someone in the back want, appears to want to address this same issue Yes. Perhaps
1: a more common, I guess what I've noticed is the sort of ambivalence that one has between being connected and being involved.
0: Mm. Mm. He's saying that um, loving-kindness allows him to tolerate uh, the ambivalence that for him arises in terms of being connected and being alone. Um, What I'm I'm hearing that that's a result of your practice. It's a comment on your practice that allows... um, both the connection and the solitude to exist uh, in a sense of tolerance, particularly for the just being oneself, I guess, that part. As a common thread between the questions, or many of the questions and many of the feelings that we'll have, is that this ambivalence comes up. The um, loving-kindness practice is a protection against what we would call ambivalence, but it's also just the difficult nature in our heart, the nature of disliking or despising or having ill will against any, any being in any state, the way it says in the sutta. So it may be any state that's arising here, like the sense of loneliness and solitude and being not in connection, or the sense of being over-connected, you know, and not um, abandoning you know abandoning oneself into connection and it can become a wonderfully like healing psychic force as we practice it as we practice including these beings like including ourselves seeing what comes up letting the practice kind of carry and soften what arises into the field of loving kindness do you know what i mean so for one person it may be the ambivalence between solitude and connection for another one it may be the dilemma of choosing among friends like which one to treasure the most even for a short period like is there an obligation that's behind that you know how to you know how are we relating to the things that come up so the field that's created by the phrases uh, eventually sort of becomes bigger than the situations you can feel that actually that's the intention of that the loving kindness field sort of holds it all which might be a good place to bring this Q&A session to a close with knowing that eventually we will include groups and you can bring all your friends and benefactors to a party um, anytime you want to but especially at the end of a sitting so that if there's been someone sort of knocking at the edges you can let them in. It is a very flexible and creative practice. Um, Work with the phrases that work for you. Leave aside phrases that don't work. Leave aside situations that are too heavy if you can. If you can't leave them aside and they insist, then please bring kindness to the one who's undergoing the difficulty now as much as you can. And stay with it through the day. Thanks. May you be happy.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.